والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين This is Surah Al-Fajr which is Surah number 89 يقول الله عز وجل والفجر رضر أبو ماهر إن شاء الله في تكست Let's have the first four or first five نعم first five والفجر وليال عشر والشفع والوتر والليل إذا يسر هل في ذلك قسم لذي حجر والفجر by the dawn الله سبحانه وتعالى is swearing by five things that will follow first one is الفجر by the dawn the second one is وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرٍ The second verse please وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرٍ Okay, by the dawn, there they are By the dawn Meaning by the ten nights And inshallah we'll explain What's the uh, Opinions regarding uh, these ten nights, inshallah, in the discussion. But let's go now by the, uh, the verses. By the ten nights, and by the even and the odd, and there will be different readings for Walwitr, and also we'll talk about it. <coughs> and fourthly, and by the night when it departs, and fifthly, there is a need in them, or indeed. In them, ذَلِكَ قَسَمٌ لِذِي حِجْرٍ Indeed, in them, in these oaths that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swore by, there are sufficient proofs for men of understanding. So let's take them one by one. Alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Let's take them one by one. Five things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making oath with. The first is al-fajr. What is al-fajr? Al-fajr is the bright light which comes out from the eastern horizon rises from the eastern horizon close to the time of rise of sun of the sun <coughs> and usually the time between sunrise and this timing of this treasure is between one hour and seventeen minutes to one hour and thirty-two minutes and this also varies with seasons so sometimes this period may increase meaning between the dawn and sunrise or it may decrease depending on which season we are talking about this is the definition of Al-Fajr and however Al-Fajr is of two types Al-Fajr Sister Naila, Jazakumullah khair. Al-Fajr is of two types. First, Fajrun Sadiq, truthful one. There is a truthful Fajr. And the second is Fajrun Kadid, false or fake one. And what is being <coughs> in this verse? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is certainly swearing by the truthful Fajr. And what's the difference between 
the Al-Fajr al-Sadiq, the truthful Fajr, and Al-Fajr al-Kadib, and the false Fajr. There are three differences. There are three main differences. First of all, Al-Fajr al-Kadib, the false Fajr, <coughs> it goes longitudinally, longitudinally, in the in the sky <coughs> it doesn't go lateral it doesn't go lateral longitudinal rather however the truthful Fajr it goes lateral stretching from the north to the direction of the south I have no idea, Brother Hamas, about this. So, now the second type, the second type of fajr, the second type. I'm saying the second difference, the second difference. So, what is the first difference now? The first difference is that the false fajr goes in a longitudinal direction. However, the truthful fajr, it goes lateral, extending from the north to the south. The second fajr, or the second difference rather, there is no, <coughs> there is no darkness. There is no darkness after the truthful fajr. However, to the contrary, its brightness intensifies until the sun rises and this is a very important <coughs> subhanallah however the false treasure after that false treasure darkness comes on and that's why and that's why it is called Fajrun Kadid, alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, meaning a false fajr, because it diminishes and then goes away. It diminishes and then it goes away. So this is the second type of difference. Now the third type of difference, the third difference. The truthful fajr is connected to the horizon. However, as to the false fajr, there is a darkness between it and the horizon. So this is the third type of difference between al-fajr al-sadiq, the truthful fajr, and al-fajr al-kadid. And these are matters that are percept perceptual. People who are go out in the wild they can see that and they see the difference which we are talking about however people in the cities they can't know that why? because city lights shield this difference city lights shield these marks by which one can differentiate between the false and the truthful fajr so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now here is swearing by Al-Fajr 
Why? Because it is the beginning of the daylight. The Fajr is the beginning of the daylight. beginning of the daylight Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath by it why? because man can bring this fajr to exist except Allah the most magnificent and the most mighty as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in surah al-qasas in Surah Al-Qasas, verse 71, Brother Abu Maher. In Surah Al-Qasas, verse 71. Say, meaning to Muhammad sallam, tell me if Allah made the night continuous for you. This is a, this is incorrect. What I put there for the Qasas number 38 and should be t- 28. That's why there's a the problem. This is 28. I'm sorry for the number 2871. Say, O oh Muhammad, tell me if Allah made the night continuous for you till the day of resurrection. Which God besides Allah could bring you? Will you not then hear? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath by the Fajr. Why? Because also there are legal matters that depend upon Al-Fajr. Like for example, is to seize eating for those who intend to fast, which is called an imsak. Seizing to eat and drink before the dawn. Because when the dawn arises, then it is incumbent upon the Muslim who is fasting the Farida fast, meaning the obligatory fast, to stop eating and drinking. Or if he is making an optional fast, if he wants to complete the fast, then also he has to stop eating and drinking. Also, what depends upon the Fajr, the dawn appearance, is the commencement of the Salat al-Fajr, the timing. And these are great legal matters, most important of which is the entrance of the timing of the Salah. Alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
and that's why it is even more important in this respect that it should be considered it has the highest priority to be considered more than even the insac, more than the seizing of drinking and uh, eating in the case of fasting because if we make a mistake or error concerning the insac, which is the seizing from eating and drinking so suppose we make an error then we base it we base our if we make an error then we have we can build upon the fact that al-aslu baqa'ul layl that it is still night time however with the case if we commit the error with respect to the salah and we pray before the real appearance of the Fajr then we wouldn't have built that on something correct why? because the continuity of the night is still there and the fact that the correct timing of the commencement of the Salah did not take place and therefore if a person prays before the actual time of Salah by one minute then his Salah is considered nafil, is considered optional and therefore it is still binding upon him or her to come up with the obligatory or fard prayer and here it is important to note that Muslims should give special attention to the commencement of the Salat al-Fajr timing it is because many of the Mu'addineen many of the callers for Adhan do that before the actual rise of Fajr and this is wrong it is not legalized it is not legalized to make the Adhan before the actual timing before its correct actual timing meaning of the Fajr rising because the Prophet said إِذَا حَضْرَةِ الصَّلَاةِ فَلْيُؤَذِّنْ لَكُمْ أَحَدُكُمْ if the Salah commences meaning its timing let one of you make the Adhan so if someone makes the Adhan before the actual timing of the Salah then his Adhan is incorrect and it's binding upon him to repeat it then this is the first oath which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made وَالْفَجْرِ by the Fajr, by the dawn <coughs> now with respect to the second one وَلَيَالِ نَعْشْرِ can we have this please the brother of <coughs> the second verse please وَلَيَالِ نَعْشْرِ alright fine so by the ten nights okay as you see here uh, there is the opinion that the ten nights constitute the first ten days of the month of the Hijjah or the Hijjah which is the next month now we are in the Qaeda we are in the eleventh month 
of Dhul Qa'dah and this is it is to be followed by Dhul Hijjah which is the 12th month of the Islamic calendar and the Arabic language it must be noted is vast and comprehensive sometimes nights will be meant to mean days and the opposite is true so here for example as you see by ten nights yet according to an opinion that this refers to the first ten days of the month of the Hijjah the other opinion is that the Layal al-Ashr constitutes the ten nights, the last ten nights of the month of Ramadan as to those who went with the opinion that the first these constitute the first ten days of the month of the Hijjah that is because these ten days of the Hijjah are virtuous days in fact the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that there are no days in which the righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than these ten days referring to the ten days of the Hijjah and he was asked not even jihad in the cause of Allah he said not even jihad in the cause of Allah except for a man who goes and he makes jihad by himself and his wealth and then returns with nothing as to those and this is reported in Sahih al-Bukhari as to those who said that what is intended by the ten nights are the last ten nights of the month of Ramadan they said that the basics for the term Layali nights is that they refer to the nights and not the days the basis in origin although as we know that the Arabs sometimes generalize وقالوا, and they said also these special nights in them there is Laylatul Qadr Laylatul Qadr the night of the pre-decree of the decree which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described as خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٍ better than 1000 months and in Surah Al-Dukhan 44 3 and 4 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةٍ مُبَارَكَةٍ إِنَّا كُنَّا مُنْذِرِينَ فِيهَا يُفْرَقُ كُلُّ أَمْرٍ حَكِيمٍ indeed we sent it down meaning the Quran on a blessed night we were even warning there in that night is decreed every matter of ordainments and this saying is stronger than the first one although the first one is the saying of the majority of the scholars however the wording the term night does not support their opinion however it rather supports the second opinion that they are in reference to the nights of the last ten nights of Ramadan so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath by these days because of its of their merits and because in them there is Laylatul Qadr and also with them the Muslims 
in the fasting of the month of Ramadan and it is one of the duties one of the fara'id in Islam and it is one of the pillars of Islam that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath by these nights now the third oath was washafi walwat can we have that please by the even and by the odd by the even and by the odd it is said that this refers to all creation because creatures are either even or odd and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-dhariyat chapter 51 verse 49 51, 49 and of everything we have created pairs that you may remember the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as to the Acts of worship, al-ibadat, they are either even or odd. And thus, what is intended by al-shaf' wal-witr, the odd and even, or the even and odd, is everything created. Everything created from the even and the odd. And all that which has been legalized from the, from those legal matters that of worship that are even or odd it is also said that in another saying what's intended by the even is all the creation and what's intended by witter odd is Allah Azza wa Jal since he is one and know that the the term al-witr there are two qiraat two recitations and both of them are correct one of them is al-witr and the other is al-witr bil-fatih so if you say for example wal-shaf'i wal-witr then this is correct and if you recite it as wal-shaf'i wal-witr this is also correct and therefore they said that in this case al-shafa is the creation the even is the creation why? because all creatures are of pairs وَمِن كُلِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَا زَوْجَيْنِ and all of everything we have created pairs How, and that al-witr or al-witr is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the saying of the Prophet والسلام, in the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari إِنَّ اللَّهَ وِتْرٌ يُحِبُّ الْوِتْرٌ Allah is witr, odd, and he loves odd and we know from the rulings of tafsir which we talked about so many times when we talked about the basics of tafsir or fundamentals of tafsir 
that if a verse could accommodate two meanings then this verse and in such cases that the two meanings are not in opposite uh, not uh, not opposing each other in meaning therefore we can carry the ayah on both meanings we carry the ayah on both meanings and this is a very important fundamental aspect of tafsir qala ta'ala then in the next verse wal-layli idha this the second verse please number 4 and by the night when it departs during the night of course the layl moves it starts from maghrib time the night and ends by the appearance of dawn so it departs and continuously in movement so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made an oath by the night because of the meritorious hours of worship in it like Salat al-Maghrib Salat al-Isha and Qiyam al-Layl the night prayer and the witr the witr prayer and the like and so forth not only that also because the night is a great occasion in this occasion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends every night to the lower heaven when there remains the latter third of the night and says subhanahu wa ta'ala man yas'aluni fa'atiyahu who is there to ask me so I can give him man yad'uni fa'astajibu lah who is there to invoke me and I will respond to him man yastaghfiruni fa'aghfiru lah who is there who will ask forgiveness from me and I will forgive him this hadith is in al-Bukhari and that's why we say that this latter third of the night is waqtu ijaba is waqt ijaba meaning it is time for answering the invocation of the one who stands up to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this time and therefore one should take this opportunity and therefore stand up before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making tahajjud invoking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supplicating him in whatever he wishes from the good of this life and the hereafter so that he may encounter this hour in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds and therefore he will attain benefits in this life and in the hereafter then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the next verse هَلْ فِي ذَلِكَ قَسَمٌ meaning there is indeed in, the, in them these five oaths which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took sufficient proofs for men of understanding for those who contemplate so that they should avoid all kinds of sins and disbelief the next verse please أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِعَادٍ the next verse, verse 6 please 
ألم ترى كيف فعل ربك بعاد إرم ذات العماد Verse 6 please Did you O Muhammad Sallallahu Not see Thought how Your Lord Allah dealt with Ad People إرم ذات العماد Who were very tall like lofty pillars Okay now This addressing here is open for all mankind in fact not only that but for jinn as well meaning don't you not only to Muhammad don't you see you the one who are who is addressed how did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deal with Ad what did Allah do to them? And who are Ad? Ad is a tribe known in the southern part of the Arabian Peninsula. To them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Prophet Hud alayhi salatu wa salam. risala. He conveyed the message to them. Walakinnahum ataw wa bagaw. However, they were arrogant and transgressed and exceeded the limits. وَقَالُوا مَنْ أَشَدُّ مِنَّا قُوَّةِ They boosted arrogantly, saying, Who is there more powerful than us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّ اللَّهَ الَّذِي خَلَقَهُمْ هُوَ أَشَدُّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةِ وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يَشْحَدُونَ See they not that Allah who created them who created them was mightier in strength than them This is Surah Fussilat 41 verse 15 So they boosted arrogantly and in false pride Concerning their strength and might. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear that they are weak. Not able to stand the might and strength of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why he said, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّ الَّذِي خَلَقَهُمْ See they not that Allah who created them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here said الذي خلقهم who created them ليبين ضعفهم in order to make clear their weakness and that he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mightier in strength than them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best Allah is greater and most mighty mightier than all the creatures so what happened 1516 the same uh, 41 now uh, let's have the next verse please uh, six, okay 
16 then inshallah okay bay yahda you are also welcome farsalna alayhim rihan sarsaran fi ayyam nahisat linudhiqahum adhab alkhizi fi alhayat alduniya wal adhab alakhirati akhza wahum la yunsarun so we sent upon them furious wind in days of evil omen for them that we might give them a taste of disgracing torment in this present worldly life but surely the torment of the hereafter will be more disgracing disgracing, and they will never be helped so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent upon them the furious and violent wind سخرها عليهم سبع ليال وثمانية أيام حسوما he sent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them the furious, violent wind which Allah imposed on them for seven nights and eight days in succession فَتَرَى الْقَوْمَ فِيهَا صَرْعَى كَأَنَّهُمْ أَعْجَازُ نَخْلٍ خَاوِيَةٍ so that you could see men laying overthrown, destroyed as if they were hollow trunks of date palms فأصبحوا لا يرى إلا مساكنهم only their good dwellings what remained from their dwellings that's the only thing that was left so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is turning the attention as to what these people did and as to what he subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them from his just punishment so that people can contemplate and learn meaning here from this verse O you who O you the one who belies Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the messenger then take heed in the affair of those before you how they tasted this punishment and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned in Surah Hud, in 1140, in 1183, Our commandment to punish are not even far from the Avalimin, the polytheists and the evildoers. And then Allah says here, Alam tara kaysa fa'ala rabbuka bi'ad, irama dhatil imad. What is iram? Iram. Let's go back to the verse, inshallah, verse 6. It is said that Iram refers to the name of the tribe or to the name of the town, as well as other sayings. And whether it refers to the name, Naam. Of the tribe or of the people, what's known is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a swift and intense punishment upon them, yet they were strong. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The people, 
with the people of Ad. Verse 17. Oh, okay. Let's continue. Whether they were as reference to the people or as a reference to the town. the like of which were not created in the land these pillars nothing the like nothing like it was made very strong and this is really what made them arrogant when they said Man minna quwa, who is more mightier in strength than us and we know now Look at the verse here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the term الَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ The like of which were not created. Look at this term, created. Created in the land. Yet it is made by of our dwellings. Yes, Tasneem, yes. Yet, we are uh, discussing Surah Al-Fajr, chapter 89, Surah Al-Fajr. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ The like of which we are not created. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the term created, yet it was a human action. And there is evidence therefore from this, that a human may be described with the attribute of creation or creating, and therefore it will be said, for example, he created such and such. Like the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, <coughs> in the picture doers يُقَالُ لَهُمْ أَحْيُوا مَا خَلَقْتُمْ on the day of resurrection it will be said to them bring life to that which you have created from pictures so here the Prophet ﷺ used the term created although they were humans however the creation which is attributed to the creature is not the creation which is attributable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the creating which is attributed to Allah He is Al-Khaliq, the creator is to bring into existence from non-existence as well as to transform and change however the creating which is attributable to other than Allah attributable to other than Allah is only a matter of transformation and changing that's it and take for example this door is from wood and the one who created the wood is Allah and mankind cannot create wood however they can change the trunks of trees and its uh, branches change that and transform into doors and chairs and the like so therefore the creating which is attributable to the creature is not that attributable to the creator 
because that attributable to the creator is bringing to existence from non-existence and none can bring this to occur and that which is attributable to the creature is a matter of changing and transformation taking something from one description or form into another however changing the essences is not possible meaning to make gold silver or make silver into iron and the like this is not possible this is only possible with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in the next verse وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَابُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَابُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ can we have that please and with Thamud after telling us about the people of Ad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding about Thamud, the people of Thamud, who cut hewed out rocks in the valley to make dwellings <coughs> for them to live in. And who are Thamud? Thamud are the people of Salih. They are the people of Prophet Salih. And their dwellings are known. They are known now. They are here, known in the northern western part of Arabia as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about them in Surah Al-Hijr 15 verse 15 verse 80 and verily the dwellers of the Hijr which is the rocky tract belied the messengers you see Allah said about them they belied the messengers yet they only belied one single messenger and this is Prophet Salih and therefore we know therefore that belying one single messenger is belying all the messengers and for one to come and say I believe in Jesus but I don't believe in Muhammad and I believe in Moses but I don't believe in Muhammad he belied all of them Also, we know from other places in the Quran that Thamud were in the land of Hijr, which is the rocky tract, and this is known. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ passed by their dwellings when he went to Tabuk, on his way to Tabuk. And Tabuk, as you know, is if you have a map of, uh, of Arabia, you will see the city of Tabuk, northeast, I'm sorry, northwest. Northwest. So if you are in Medina, you go north, you will go to the greater Syria area, Bilad al-Sham, and you will pass by Tabuk. It's a major city now. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, passed by Tabuk, and when he reached that place, which is the dwellings or the rocky tract for, of the people of Thamud, he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hastened and masked his face, his head and he said لا تدخلوا على هؤلاء القوم المعذبين إلا أن تكونوا باكين فإن لم تكونوا باكين 
فلا تدخلوا عليهم أن يصيبكم مثل ما أصابهم إنترنت the habitations of these people who were inflicted with punishment except while weeping except while weeping فإن لم تكونوا باكين in case you don't feel inclined to weep فلا تدخلوا عليهم then don't enter their habitations lest that which touched them from punishment may touch you as well this is reported in Bukhari and Muslim these people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them power until they were able to dig houses in the mountain and track and in the magnificent rocks making dwellings for them to live in and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them here جَابُ الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ جَابُ الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ let's have the verse back inshallah وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَابُ الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ Let's paste that inshallah there. Thamud, the people, alhamdulillah, who cut and hewed out rocks in the valley, in the valley, and this valley is known. Those, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sent punishment upon them and torment. As we read in Surah Hud, let's go for these verses, inshallah. In 11, one by one, Jazakumullah khair, 65 to 67. In Surah Hud, But they killed her. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested them with the she-camel. In the verses that came before, we can read them so that we uh, yani follow with the context. <coughs> and to Thamud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We sent their brother Salih. He said, Oh my people, worship Allah. You have no other God but Him. He brought you forth from the earth and settled you therein. So then seek forgiveness of Him and turn to Him in repentance. Certainly my Lord is near to all by His knowledge and responsive. قَالُوا يَا صَالِحُ قَدْ كُنْتَ فِينَا مَرْجُوًا قَبْلَ هَذَا They said, O oh Salih, you have been among us as a figure of good hope, and we wished for you to be our chief. Till this, till this, the new thing that you have brought to us, meaning to call them to Tawheed. Alaykum as-salam, rahmatullahi wa ta'ala, barakatuh. 
أتنهانا أن نعبد ما يعبد آباؤنا وإننا لفي شك مما تدعون إليه مريد Do you know you, now you forbid us to worship of what our fathers have worshipped <coughs> But we are really in grave doubt as to that to which you invite us to قال يا قوم أرأيتم إن كنت على بينة من ربي وآتاني منه رحمة فمن ينصرني من الله إن عصيته فما تزيدونني غير تخسير He said oh my people tell me if I have a clear proof from my Lord and there has come to me a mercy which is the prophethood from him who then can help me against Allah if I were to disobey him then you increase me not but in loss then he tells them of the sign and this is the test وَيَا قَوْمِ هَذِهِ نَاقَةُ اللَّهِ لَكُمْ آيَةٌ فَذَرُوهَا تَأْكُلْ فِي أَرْضِ اللَّهِ وَلَا تَمَسُّوهَا بِسُوءٍ فَيَأْخُذَكُمْ عَذَابٌ قَرِيبٌ And, O my people, this is the she-camel of Allah, is a sign to you. So leave her to feed graze in Allah's land, and touch her not with evil, lest a near torment should seize you. They did the opposite. فَعَقَرُوهَا فَقَالَ تَمَتَّعُوا فِي دَارِكُمْ ثَلَاثَةَ أَيَّامِ ذَلِكَ وَعْدٌ غَيْرُ مَكْذُوبٌ But they killed her. So he said, enjoy yourselves in your homes for three days. That's it. This is a promise and this is a threat that will not be belied. فَلَمَّا جَاءَ أَمْرُنَا نَجَّيْنَا صَالِحًا وَالَّذِينَ أَهْمَنُوا مَعَهُ بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا وَمِنْ خِزِي يَوْمِ إِذْ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ الْقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزِ So when our commandments came, we saved Salih and those who believed with him by a mercy from us and from the disgrace of that day. Verily, your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is all strong, almighty. And what was the torment? وَأَخَذَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا الصَّيْحَةُ فَأَصْبَحُوا فِي دِيَارِهِمْ جَاثِمِينَ and as-sayha, the torment, the awful cry, overtook the wrongdoers. So they lay dead, prostrate in their homes. كَأَنْ لَمْ يَغْنَوْ فِيهَا أَلَا إِنَّ ثَمُودَ كَفَرُوا رَبَّهُمْ أَلَا بُعْدًا لِثَمُودَ As if they had never lived here. No doubt. Very Thamud disbelieved in their Lord, so away with Thamud. That's it. They were annihilated. So we have now to learn in the conditions of those who belied and whose end was complete destruction. And let it be known that this Ummah of Muhammad will not be destroyed by the destructions that touched the general destructions, the annihilating ones that touched the nations before. This is because the Prophet ﷺ asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to destroy this ummah and annihilate it by a general punishment. However, this ummah may be destroyed by other ways through discourse and fighting amongst it. Some finishing others. 
not from something coming from heavens as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed with it the former nations and therefore it is incumbent upon us to be aware and watch for the fit and afflictions the apparent and the hidden ones and that we keep away from everything that will turn people against each other and that we always be calm and quiet and keep away from gossip and idle talk and too much questions these matters, these three matters the Prophet ﷺ forbade in the hadith which is reported in Al-Bukhari and how many words we uttered that led to consequences similar to that or to those caused by the sharp swords by the sharp swords and thus we have to watch and be careful regarding afflictions we should be an ummah that love each other and to forgive each other then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Fir'aun after mentioning Ad and Samud then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about Fir'aun and who is Fir'aun Fir'aun is the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent for Musa alayhi salam this Fir'aun humiliated the children of Israel in Egypt killing their sons and sparing their women as to why he did spare the woman killing the children and sparing the woman some of the ulama alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh some of the ulama said that his associates told him and his soothsayers told him that there will be born from the children of Israel a man and he will be your destruction your destruction will be on his hands so he turned killing the children and sparing the woman other scholars are with the opinion that he did so so that he can weaken the children of Israel because if you kill the men of a nation and you spare the woman then you will humiliate them is no doubt and it is not really far to conclude that both were valid reasons for his action however it, is, it was by the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this man upon whom Fir'aun's destruction was on his hands was raised 
in the same house of Pharaoh, in the household of Pharaoh. The wife of Pharaoh picked him up and raised him in the house of Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was arrogant in the land. And he argued and said, filled with false pride, "Anna Rabbukum al-A'la." I am most lofty. I am your most lofty Lord, most high. And he told them as well, "Ma alimtu lakum min ilahin ghairi." I haven't seen for you. I haven't known for you any other God other than me. And he told them, "Am ana khairun min hada aladhi huwa mahin? Am I not better than this one, meaning Musa, who is despicable and can scarcely express himself?" Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said about him, "Hmm, no." فَاسْتَخَفَّ قَوْمَهُ فَأَطَاعُهُ So he befooled his people and they obeyed him. As in Surah Al-Zukhruf, verse 54. And he proclaimed to his people, أَلَيْسَ لِي مُلْكُ مِصْرَ وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِي أَفَلَا تُبْصِرُونَ Isn't it mine, the dominion of Egypt, and these rivers flowing underneath me, can't you see, can't you comprehend? Surah Al-Zukhruf, verse 51. 51 and 54, both ayahs. So he was proud about these rivers. And this is water. And he was drowned in water. He was proud about water. And he was drowned in water. Fir'aun. Zil'awtad who had pegs, who used to torture men by binding them to pegs. And pegs, you know, referred to strength also. Because his army was like, to him, like the pegs. And we know pegs are used to tie the ropes of a tent around it, so that it will stand firm. So he had this army, Umar, nations from like magicians, priests, soothsayers, and, and the like. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above everything. The Lautad, Alladina Tarao fil Bilad, 11, please, verse 11. Alladina Tarao fil Bilad, fil Bilad. Sorcerers, yes. Foretellers, magicians, you name it. Next verse, please. Who did transgress beyond bounds, taghaw, in the land, disobeying Allah. Tughyan is exceeding the limit. And it is like the saying of Allah in another verse. إِنَّا لَمَّا طَغَى الْمَاءُ حَمَلْنَاكُمْ فِي الْجَارِيَةِ So when the water rose beyond 
its limits in the flood that occurred at the time of Nuh. Allah states, إِنَّ لَمَّا طَغَى When the water rose beyond its limits, we carried you in the floating ship of Nuh. As in Surah Al-Haqqah, chapter 69, verse 11. Meaning when the water exceeded the limits, we carried you on this ship, which Nuh alayhi salam made. So the meaning of Tagawfil Bilad about the Pharaoh, that they exceeded the limits and transgressed against the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ 12, please. Verse now. فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ Verse 12 of our surah, 89, please. فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ Yes, and made therein much mischief. They made therein much mischief. Now, is this mischief this type of mischief is non-physical in essence in the beginning and which leads to the physical mischief. The evidence for this is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf in chapter 7 in chapter 7 verse 96 وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَكِنْ كَذَّبُوا وَلَكِنْ كَذَّبُوا فَأَخَذْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ And if the people of the towns had believed and had taqwa, piety, certainly we should have opened for them blessings from the heaven and the earth but they belied the messengers. So what was the consequence then? So we took them with punishment for what they used to earn from polytheism and so forth. And that's why some of the scholars are with the opinion that the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-A'raf 7:56, وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ بَعْدَ إِصْلَاحِهَا and do not do mischief on the earth after it has been set in order they said don't corrupt it with mischief by doing sinful deeds wrongdoings by your doings by your wrongdoings and therefore here we know that فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ that they had and abundantly spread mischief this mischief here refers to the non-physical aspect but this one leads to that which is physical
And we know that from the previous nations we took, we took them with punishment for what they used to earn, etc. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought total annihilation upon them. However, with respect to this ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had lifted such punishment from upon it. And he made its punishment that in such ways that it may destroy itself. And thus, the fighting that occurred between the Muslims, and destroying one another is because of al-ma'asi of sins and disobedient acts consequently this leads to the fighting between them and this will be a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in the next verse please فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ صَوْتَ عَذَابٍ So your Lord poured on them different kinds of severe torment. So this was a torment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent upon them and annihilated them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make in the example of those nations before a lesson for us, a beneficial one. And that we will be from those who are obedient to him, not from those who transgress. He is subhanahu wa ta'ala, all able to do all things. Inna rabbaka labil mirsad. Fourteenth, please. Inna rabbaka labil mirsad. Verily, your Lord is ever watchful. And this address is not only to the Prophet ﷺ, but this is for everyone who who is fit to receive such an address. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it clear that He is ever watching for everyone who wants to transgress and exceed the limits and disdain that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surely will take him and punish him and there are many comparable meanings or phrases in the Quran like this as in Surah Muhammad verse 10 أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَيَنْظُرُوا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم دمر الله عليهم وللكافرين أمثالهم Haven't they walked through the earth and seen what was the end of those before them? Allah destroyed them completely and a similar fate awaits the disbelievers. And also similarly like the saying of Shu'aib, Prophet Shu'aib to his people as in Surah Hud 89 وَيَا قَوْمِ لَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شِقَاقِي أَنْ يُصِيبَكُمْ مِثْلَ مَا أَصَابَ قَوْمَ نُوحٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ هُودٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ صَالِحٍ وَمَا قَوْمُ لُوطٍ مِنْكُمْ بِبَعِيدٍ 
all my people. That not my shikak. Shikak means separation from you, enmity, anger, opposition, because of your disbelief in Tawheed. Let not my shikak cause you to suffer the fate similar to that of the people of Noah and of Hud and of Saleh and the people of Lut are not far off from you. So the sunnah, the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those who belied the messengers, those who disdain from worshipping him, that he is subhanahu wa ta'ala ever watchful over them. And this ayah indicates the severe and stern warning for those who disdain and don't submit to the worship of Allah or deny that which he informed of. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. We stop here at verse number 15. فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا كَلَّا بَلْ لَا تُكْرِمُونَ الْيَتِيمُ وَلَا تَحَابُّونَ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ وَتَأْكُلُونَ التُّرَاثَ أَكْلًا لَمَّا وَتُحِبُّونَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا جَمًّا Inshallah we go over these things in the next talk inshallah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept this effort from our Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al-Ataymin and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our effort in it as well he is subhanahu wa ta'ala most generous, most merciful. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a benefit for myself and for all of you. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sallam.